Welcome to the Startup of the Year podcast, where each episode we showcase exciting new companies from around the world. This podcast is produced by Established, creators of the Startup of the Year program. Established is focused on helping organizations with their innovation, startup, and communication strategies. Welcome back to the Startup of the Year podcast. I'm Frank Gruber, co-founder and co-CEO of Established, co-founder of Established Ventures, and the team behind the Startup of the Year community and this very podcast. On this episode, we're going to hear from Courtney Caldwell and Dr. Ty Caldwell from Shearshare. We'll be chatting about navigating a startup through the pandemic, which was not easy, and they did it, and uh, they've got a story to tell, so looking forward to that. For those unfamiliar, Shearshare is actually a startup that came through our Startup of the Year community out in, two, uh, in 2016, and they actually won a uh, top, top prize that year. They were named Startup of the Year, and they went on to raise uh, some funds, and we actually got to a chance to invest in them through established ventures, and so we're excited and, and obviously very proud to call them a portfolio company. Uh, for those unfamiliar with what they do, uh, Shearshare is the number one salon and barbershop booth rental app that creates uh, customized, all-inclusive uh, co-working spaces to boost revenue for all industries, uh, industry pros and owners. So they've been doing this for a few years now, and they're number one, so making a lot of headway there, and excited to talk to them here shortly. But before we jump into that interview, I wanted to uh, continue our segment where we're highlighting a startup from our community. On this episode, it's... Dun, 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 dun. Viva Equity Fund, based out of Austin, Texas. Viva is a housing network that allows tenants the flexibility to, of renting at market rates while earning up to 8% cash back, which converts the uh, you know, interest-bearing equity at the end of their lease. I love this company, especially in, in a housing market uh, like we have right now. And uh, I got a chance to do office hours with their founder, Dr. Michael Barnes, uh, recently. He's actually an alum of Startup of the Year. He's been involved in other companies and had success, and uh, I'm excited about his new company. To learn more, visit viva.fund. Okay, now let's jump into that conversation with Courtney Caldwell and Dr. Ty Caldwell from Shearshare. Let's talk a little bit about um, what's been going on. I mean, we don't want to give the whole story because I don't know if we have the, the whole the amount of time it's going to take, but you know, we saw you in 2016. You went on and raised some funds. Kind of give us a quick version of where you've been at since then and, and share us a little bit more about what you've been up to and your yeah. most, most recent move. The journey's real. Yes, all the ups and downs, right? Well, when you guys last saw us, we were parents of a high schooler, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so that's thing number one, being married co-founders, obviously. Um, now our son is a second-year cadet and football player at the United States Air Force Academy. All right. Thank Woo! You so Thank you. Thank you. Starting safety, if I can brag a little bit. Amazing. And, uh, was named All-American this year. So wow. as he's learning how to be a pilot, so <laughs> shows for him. Underachiever, <laughs> obviously. Definitely overachiever. And I will say this, just to kind of tag him a little bit, First responder bowl, leading tackler, and made Mountain West all bowl team. And Shear Shear's first intern. So wow. there's the connection there. Wow, fantastic. Um, and so now we actually have left Dallas, and we are living in Buffalo, New York, by way wow. of the 43 North competition. Woo, all right. So obviously a rough weekend for Buffalo, but in general with the Ooh, football situation. We felt that. We felt that. I bet. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people did. I think the whole football thing this weekend was crazy. It felt it looked like a video yeah. game. Uh, but anyway, we won't go there right now. But tell me a little bit, how did how did that come to fruition with the 43 North? You know, we were first introduced to 43 North by someone on this team, and I cannot recall the person's name. But it was years ago. 
Right, and we just kind of, you know, put it on the wayside, and then after COVID hit, and we pivoted the business a little bit. Um, so ShareShare, for those of you who do not know or not aware, uh, we're the first mobile app that connects salon and barbershop owners to individual stylists to fill their empty salon space by the day. So we are affectionately referred to as, in the industry as hair BNB. Um, and so it was all about space to work in the beginning. And um, stylists need professional space to work wherever they are. And thank God, beauty is everywhere and literally touches everyone. Um, and so we revisited this point in time and said, well, let's let's see, take a look at the 43 North program. We had friends who had been through it, like Dave and Song from Squire, yep. um, who's almost, they're like teetering on unicorn status right now, and talked with them about, you know, what they got out of the program. And, you know, all roads led to, we should go ahead and apply. And so wow. here we are being Buffalonians. Nice. That's, that's amazing. So that's great to hear there was a connection with the start of the year and it brought you back. So because um, we had worked with them in the past and exciting to see that, you, that it all came came through. So was curious. So so I know that the pandemic was not great for anyone. Right. Like, And, and I know it hit it hit salons and, and barbershops hard. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how you got through that and how you got kind of back onto the plateau here with the 43 North and what that was like? That's great. That I think the challenge of the pandemic is that it wasn't just our industry. It was everybody's industry. Everybody's job went to zero. And some cities took a bigger brunt of a hit, like the East and the West Coast, more so than others. I think when you come, come to Tampa and Texas, where we're at, you know, it seemed like it don't exist anymore. Uh, but I think during that time, it was really challenging because we were wondering what was going to come of it. And so what we did at, at ShareShare, we pivoted. We wanted to present much education give people opportunities where being that this is an evergreen industry and we touch everybody from the pauper to the president, we wanted to take that time to now uh, introduce people to tools that they never had, you know, and give people understanding as businesses of one and businesses, uh, brick and mortar businesses all over, uh, the opportunity to educate them with what they could have, what they could do as far as with banking, uh, educate them and how to increase their sales, uh, what they could do during the COVID time to uh, for when the uh, opening did come back, how it would be able to help them release a lot of those pressures that they had being cabin fever. And so their businesses were able to flourish. Uh, we gave the opportunity to a lot of people who didn't get the PPP loan. So we had uh, about 125 to 150 people who had got denied. We helped them get approved. Wow. So those were the things that we were able to do as, as far as pushing and educating and putting out about 200 pieces of content in, in education mm -hmm. uh, to those people during that time. So I don't think people realize, like my husband, he'll tell you that he loves this industry more today than he did 30 years ago when he first got started. Like this gentleman earned his doctorate degree in professional barbering cosmetology, wrote a number one best-selling book, is the first black male to be member-elect to the Professional Beauty Association, which handles all of our licensing and lobbyists. And so it's a pretty big deal. Pretty legit, sounds like. Pretty legit. <laughs> I, I would say so. I, I, think I would I, never brag on myself. I let her do it. <laughs> I hitched my cart to the right horse. Um, and so, you know, going through COVID, it was a little daunting, I would say. But like Ty said, it wasn't just our industry that was being hit with it. Um, and we've lived in this industry for a while, you know, so we've been through the 07, 08 recession. We've lived through Y2K. We lived through Ebola. We've already always seen it go up, right? And there are always more people who say, instead of me being a salaried employee as a stylist, I want to now go out and be an independent contractor and kind of own my own destiny. And so we're seeing that exact same wave um, hit our industry yet again. And so here we are providing um, services, space as a service, now insurance as a service, and the list goes on. And yeah. we partnered with Laws of London, so you can't forget that. Yeah, yeah. so let's talk about that. So you, I know you guys, because we you know, obviously we're investors in you as well. We're yeah. obviously very thankful to be, be investors in Shear Share. But wanted to 
talk about, I know you guys went down to like zero revenue for a while and that's when you jumped in to help other people. And I think that's pretty fascinating and amazing. Uh, just talks about your character to be able to come in and do that. while obviously you, the house is on fire basically, but you came out of it and, and now you, it, it led to this partnership with Lloyd's of London. So talk about that and how that all worked out. The light bulb that kind of went on when you were doing this. But definitely we dated Lloyd's of London for like two years. Yeah. And so it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And I think with Lloyd's of London, the same person that underwrote, you know, was it Airbnb's $1 million coverage was the same person that, that really wrote ours. And it gave us an opportunity to say, hey, you know what? This is a legit company. This is the future of work. And so when we started talking to them about it, we just really having to go through the ins and outs and just really just them understanding the industry from the needs of not just the users, but the host and making the, uh, making the host honest for the, for the stylist. It's, it's kind of like the driver of the car. You know what I'm saying? You could always take a cab and, and take you somewhere, but you know, the brunt of the insurance um, liability is going to fall back on the host. So just keeping them honest and, and realizing that as we continue to build this company out, we need to give these people something to rest on as far as safety and liabilities that happen, because this is an industry where something could happen and we want people to feel safe and something to fall back on. So Lois of London covered, us, covered our back with that. And this is the first time that our industry's ever had access to this. So if you have an independent nail technician, esthetician, microblading artist, barber, they can come to the ShearShare platform, the ShearShare app. It's free download, by the way. Um, and for $5 a day, get access to up to a million dollars in liability insurance coverage. And that you can't get anywhere else. It's exclusive to the ShearShare platform. Right. And you need that to be able to do what they do, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it makes it like literally a click away. Wow. So for $5 a day, you get a million dollars coverage. Yeah. And then the host themselves, the owners, already have to have coverage. And then they sit back on another million dollars coverage just for being on the platform. Wow. That's fantastic. So that came through from just figuring it out. I mean, that was not the initial plan with what you were doing. And now you've kind of built this, this platform. Well, you're trying to, you're trying to uh, really get rid of this, this intermediation. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So anybody, I, someone can come to my salon. I still own a salon in Dallas that my brother runs. And someone could get their first share share stay and say, hey, you know what? You know, uh, Calvin, he's the owner there. He's a, a host there. Uh, could I just come here and not go through share share? And he's like, well, you know, I prefer you to go through share share, get the insurance. And if something happens, it doesn't fall back on them because they're, they're not an employee. You know, at the end of the day, if you're not an employee and you're a contractor, and especially if you're working by the day, you don't want to put that liability on you and then lose your insurance. So I think it was, it was fair. It's a fair trade-off, but it keeps the host honest. And I think uh, with having insurance, it's something that people need. It's not sexy, but we need it. So we all need it, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, we, we want to keep those hosts honest. And I think Lords of London hit, it on, hit the nail on the head when they uh, trusted us. Are there other services as well that you can, can oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. you want to share anything about it or is it too early? No, no, no. So again, during COVID, right, you're you're looking up at the walls and thinking, okay, how the heck are we just going to not die yeah. and, and come out of this? Because again, we've lived through this industry and we know we just got to get to the corner so we can turn it. And so we just started asking our community of salon and barbershop owners and stylists, you know, how can we be the most helpful for you? And honestly, at the end of the day, it was help me keep food on the table. Like, how can you get money in my pockets today, even though I don't have my hands in someone's head or on someone's face right now? And so we help them um, understand the relationships that they have like with their bankers and why those are kind of important right now, um, how to transition some aspects of their business to an online model. Um, we're actually coming out with version two of the ShearShare platform this month. Uh, right. It provides a virtual beauty supply store. So now they can sell their independent products on the ShearShare app. They may not be able to walk into Target and get shelf space today, but they can sell their independent products on the platform. 
And then you think about retail sales through, you think about portable health benefits. Um, and we're, probably, we're trying to give that all to this large B2B ecosystem, but on a pay-as-you-go basis. Wow, that's fantastic. All right, so when you guys started, I know you were just focused on, on the salon space and the bookings and all that. And obviously, you've come a long way. And I want to talk about the journey for, from an investment perspective. I know you have some things on the horizon. And what has it been like start to finish? I know there's been ups and downs just like any startup journey, but tell me what it, how it's been with the, in, the raising funds, I guess you could say. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I will say that winning startup of the year helped to open some doors, right? You know, like we, we don't have to knock as loudly. Um, and so that has been the beginning of our six-year process. Um, but now we're raising almost $6 million um, for sheer share and have some amazing investors behind us. Um, Charles Hudson with Precursor, um, Google for Startups, right. um, oh, Mary man. Grove with Bread and Butter <laughs> Ventures, 43 North, of course, you and Jen, <laughs> yep. um, yeah, Arlen Hamilton, uh, Steve Case, Rise of the Rest, Mark Cuban. I mean, the, the list goes on. And so we're very happy that these folks also see our vision behind Share Share because they could very easily say, no, nah, not for me. And we literally, when we were bootstrapping Share Share for three years, we were, we had 100 meetings before we got our first no. Oh God, it's really about relationships. I think that, <laughs> you know, when we think about the journey, the ups and downs of the journey, it's not just about just going into that investor's office. We learned a long time ago, going through 500 startups with that win, is that all the investors know each other. So it's all about how you present yourself. And so we always took it upon ourselves to be respectful, you know, professional, but at the end of the day, be our authentic and genuine selves. And I think that they can see through all that magic once you really get in there or all that muck, the way we want to call it. But I think that the investors talk to each other and those investors who invested uh, had friends who wanted to invest and then being a part of 43 North, uh, getting to that finish line uh, as we were going through investment then, uh, 43 North investors brought us through it. All right. I'm excited about your next round here. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to share with the audience here? We've got an audience here, but then also on the live stream. But yeah, we were, we were talking, Courtney and I, you know, like, what do we want to share? And I think coming from Texas, Dallas, Texas, very progressive city. And uh, a lot of uh, businesses, a lot of people move there. It's a mass entrance of people moving there from California, whether it be New York, whether it be Chicago. And I think sometimes uh, the startup scene is not overlooked, but it's not as it's not as sexy. And so sometimes it's just really hard to get through that noise. And so going to a place like Buffalo, uh, being a part of 43 North, you have people in every city, uh, but especially cities like Buffalo, who's really looking at a resurgence in the next three to five years, where there are people there that literally have the capital, have the funds, and they really want to put it back into the city from back in the old days. And, and so bringing those startups there and really getting the, not just the state behind them, but also getting those funds to utilize, bringing in that extra vision that extra experience, that exposure from other uh, startups like ourselves to really help that resurgence. Because I think sometimes when you look at a city like Buffalo, being there and going to the games and seeing that people sometimes don't leave, uh, they really don't have that exposure to see what people on the outside see. So ShareShare just really wants to sit our thumbprint and our footprint there and just really show the city what we are going to bring them in this next three to five years growing with them. That's interesting. And obviously something to be said for that uh, being the... Uh big fish in a small pond versus the other way around, right? And that's, that's, I guess, the lesson learned for any startup, whether it be in Buffalo or Tampa or, or any other market that's not like San Francisco, New York, and Boston. So, I was telling Courtney, Tampa looks kind of like Buffalo a little bit, but just on the east coast of the coast, coastal cities, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A little warmer, less l less a snow. <laughs> we are getting used to the cold. I, we had a, we had to purchase our first puffer jacket. We had nice. our first time on skis uh, yeah. at 43 North Ski Day. Oh wow! Learn how to pizza. Yeah, yeah the pizza. pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
Yeah, that's no, fun. But, but I would tell any other startup founder, you know, wherever you choose to go, because I mean, you're making risk, you know, you're taking risks every single day, right? And, and you're hoping that if I jump off this cliff, I'm going to grow my wings on the way down. Um, just know that wherever you go, wherever you land next, you're bringing all of your successes, uh, both past and future, with you to that new location. And just be honest and stay relational, be genuine, and allow your, allow your light to shine everywhere you go. All right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you being here today. And, and congratulations on everything you've been able to do. Thanks, Thanks for all your support. Thank you very much to the Caldwells. Always a pleasure catching up with them. We're super happy to be a part of their bright future and hope that uh, others in our community can learn from their story. So that's why we bring them on the stage and want them to share all their learning so that everyone can be successful. All right. For those unfamiliar, maybe you didn't get a chance to watch it, but uh, we did host our ninth annual summit, Start of the Year Summit, in Tampa in January. And if you didn't get a chance to attend or watch it, we did live stream it online. And uh, you can actually go check out that entire two-day set of sessions and interviews just like the one you just heard. Simply go to our YouTube channel. If you're already a subscriber to our established YouTube channel, you probably already saw it or you could get it, a notification about it. If not, simply go to SOTY.link forward slash EST YouTube. Again, it's SOTY.link forward slash EST YouTube. It'll take you directly to the live stream and you can watch it, watch it at, to your own delight. Pause it, start it, re restart it, rewind it, everything you need to do. All right, hopefully you enjoy it. Now, for all those folks that are out there and really enjoyed this uh, session, I appreciate you being here. Hopefully you, uh, you know, can share this with somebody that you think might find it helpful. We believe in that, so please do spread the love. And uh, for those that, you know, have an idea and want to get it started, today is the best day to start up. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Today, get it going, get it started, and make change in the world. And in doing so, I encourage you to join our community for access to support, expert advice, and resources that you'll need to elevate your startup. Simply go to startupofyear.com and apply, or go to soty.link forward slash apply. It should get you right in there, and uh, you can take advantage of a lot of the different things that we do regularly. All right, well, that's this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Until next time, I'm Frank Gruber. Don't forget to hug your loved ones. Please do that, and uh, good luck out there starting off. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Startup of the Year podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and we'll be back with another episode soon.